1: And now it's time for the B A Q A, hey the B A Q A, the B A Q A, Brown ambition, y'all. question and answer. Y'all have questions, we have answers that cannot be taken as legal advice. <laughs> Lowercase A
0: answers. <laughs> yeah. We have ideas and thoughts, and you yes. cannot.
1: See us for any of them. Yes, because you got to ask your peoples, the peoples that you gave money to, like mm-hmm, financial advisor in them, mm-hmm, your attorney, yeah. your doctor, your lawyer, whomever, but certainly take what we say with a grain of salt, which is two smart girls, two smart, smart brown girls on the internet, just, you know, giving um, our thoughts, you know, so, but it's not a substitute for legal advice.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. Although this first one, I feel like you could be a certified credit expert. I mean, this is like, you could probably give this kind of advice in your sleep. (laughs) Um, But this comes from listener Regina, who had a question about credit scores. Regina says, Good evening. I'm an avid listener of your show. I am learning how my credit scores for Experian, TransUnion and Equifax are significantly higher than my FICO score. How do I better my FICO score since it's used to measure so many important things? Please advise when you can. Thank you so much, Regina. Hey, Reggie. Hope you don't mind oh, I call you that. Gina.
1: No, actually, Gina. I like Gina better. I feel like she probably would mind if you called her Reggie. <laughs> Reggie? That's kind of cute, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Right? Yeah, We're just going to call you Regina, right? So, okay. Regina, uh, well, first you have to just understand that there's five components to your credit score. Um, actually, I had to pull this up because my my granny old mind can never remember the percentages except for the first two. So 35% is amount, uh, no, um, 35%, sorry, it's payment history. So that's the biggest. Meaning, do you pay them people, Regina? On time, Regina? Mm-hmm. Meaning they just want to know, like, are you a regular on time payment person? And one of the ways you can offset that, um, Regina, is to automate um, as many uh, bills as possible so you don't forget and you're not late. I was late again this week for something I totally forgot. My credit score is just going to look like I don't know what I'm doing because there's a credit card that I never use unless I travel. And then I swiped it when I was overseas and I forgot because I never use it. So I don't have automatic payment on it and I forgot. So down goes my score temporarily. So payment history, 35% automate payments to affect that part of your FICO score. 30% of your FICO score is amounts owed often referred to too as utilization. That must, means how much could you borrow versus how much you actually borrowed. They basically want to look at your limits versus your balances. So if you have a $100 um, uh, limit credit card, ideally you want to keep the balance under $30, under 30%. Like it, So they look at each individual card, but also cumulatively at your cards. So the average, so if you've got one card that you've got a $100 limit on and another card that you have a $100 limit on and one you're not using at all and one you're using, say, like um, a $100 balance on, so this card you're maxed out, this one you're not using at all. If you close the not used card, you went from fifty percent utilization because you're only using half the money that you have available to a hundred percent utilization, which is going to bring your score down, 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 down. So keep your utilization low. Basically, pay off your debt. Okay, fifteen um, percent is length of credit history. You just got to live a little longer and keep your older cards open. You know, like if you have one old card, that's what I like to just keep one old card open. Ten um, percent is new credit. Um, also called inquiries That just means the next time you go to Marshalls Don't let them people run your credit um, Just to see if you can save 10% on that sweater You know, an oh, inquiry is anybody other than you Who looks into your credit And it brings down your score And then last is uh, credit mix They just like to see a mix That you have some like installment loans Like student loans, car note, blah, blah, blah And also revolving debt, like credit card debt They just like to see you have experience You don't have to do anything there Just live longer And as an adult, you have more of that so ultimately you want to pay down debt and you want to be on time. But here's a little trick that I found out how you can trick the credit scoring system in a way that's super legal. I call it my jump like Jordan method because I'm 42. So Jordan was the LeBron of the day. Actually, let me not even say that. Jordan was the Jordan child. <laughs> so here's what you do. You go to your cheapest bill. For me, it was my gym membership that I was never using at, um, what's that place? The gym membership's only 10 bucks, Mandy?
0: Play, uh, Planet Fitness.
1: Yes, Planet Fitness, that nine ninety nine gym membership that don't nobody ever use. So I had that membership, and normally that membership was just pulling the money directly from my bank account. But I put a credit card that I had a zero balance on in between. I said, Planet Fitness, charge this card, and then I said, bank account, automatically pay off the card every month. Something magical happens when you pay off a debt in full every month. The amount doesn't matter. It's the habit of paying off. They like to see, that's that payment history. You paid off a debt, even if it's $5, 500, 5,000, 5 million, ideally $5. So you create that automatic loop and you will start to see your credit score start to jump like Jordan because your credit score is your GPA. It is an average of your grades of how you handle your money. So every time you pay off your card in full, even if it's only $5, you get an A, so the more age you you get, the more it will offset any of the bad grades you got in the past. So if you do that, Re- Regina, girl, you should be fine. I keep thinking Regina George. You know what? I was wondering about her question too. With FICO,
0: there's like a billion different FICO scores. Yes. So I'm wondering which FICO score she may be referring to here because, I mean, the FICO company or whatever, like they sell their scores to lenders yes. as a way of like- Figuring out if borrowers, you know, are trustworthy or which interest rate to give them and all of that. There's auto FICO scores. There's, yes. I mean, obviously we all know FICO is like the the main score used for mortgage lending, but there's an auto version of your score. I was just looking it up. There's versions of your score for. There's like
1: FICO 8, two, FICO 9, FICO, FICO 10. Cards. Yes.
0: Yeah, like right now, auto score bank cards, score 10T, score 10, score 9, score 8. Mm-hmm. Score 8, I guess, is the – yeah, this, this article says there's 16 different – 16 distinct versions of the FICO score used by creditors. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this is Experian itself. And if you're using, you know, those like credit score estimate apps, yeah. like – um, you mentioned one called ScoreSense in your question. Also, there's like Credit Karma, Credit Sesame. Mm-hmm. There's probably more that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are estimates. And if they're, if there's significant differences between age, like, I don't know, how could I define significant, like 25 points or more? Mm-hmm. Maybe 25, 30 like points? points or more, mm-hmm. then maybe there's something amiss with one of your like credit reports and it's yeah. good to keep tabs on all three of your credit reports that you get from the three, three different bureaus. That could explain why maybe one of your scores is a little bit different. Like For example, if Credit Sesame is pulling your score from a certain credit bureau mm-hmm. and Credit Karma is pulling it from another one and they're very different, then I would check the one that's different and see if something on your report that they're pulling it from has there's an error or something hasn't fallen off quite yet. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind. And you know, at the end of the day, if they're like close enough to one another, I wouldn't stress out. Yeah. I feel like too much about it. I, like obsess over them
1: every single one matching. Because I think because they're, they're never really there's, there's it's to never all gonna match. And the truth is, I have been like you know a fifty a fifty point difference between my experience versus my Equifax versus I. You know, because the reason why there are numbered FICO scores like eight, nine, 10, 12 is that some of those scores have a heavier leaning on different types of debt and activity than other scores don't. So, like the, the auto loan people might wanna know well, I wanna see how much debt they have in um, installment loans because auto payments tend to be installment loans. So, I want this type of FICO score. And the credit card people are like, well, we wanna see like a, a FICO score that leans heavily on re- revolving debt because we're revolving debt. Because credit cards are revolving debt, so ultimately your job is not to know all the nuance. It's just to have a decent score in general, and you should be fine across the board. I don't worry about my score. Like honestly, I'm probably gonna drop like thirty stinking points for forgetting to pay, make that payment. But what do I care? Can't you just call them and get them to like not? How delinquent is it? Is no, delinquent? it wasn't. I'm going to probably call Bank of America and just say, "Oh, girl, I forgot." But and I never forget because yeah. I don't use the card. But you're right. I could probably call them and say, "You didn't report it, did you?" Because they didn't say. I just logged on randomly. No, I got an email. Bank of America was like, "Girl, make a payment." I'm like, "A payment." And if my okay. first incident was, someone stole my car. And I was like, oh, that's right. That was me in Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> so when I went to make a payment, it was like, girl, you're late. And I was like, damn. So you're right. I probably will call yeah. Bank of America and be like, don't tell on me. But the truth is, I don't worry about my credit score. Like, for real, unless I'm like, I think to myself in the future, I need to borrow something. Because that's the purpose of it. Your credit score is so you can qualify to borrow something at a, at a good rate. I don't like my the car I have is paid off. I don't have a mortgage. And so I'm not going to be renting an apartment anytime soon, but certainly you want to keep a decent credit score just in case, but I wouldn't stress so much over it, and just continue to collect good quote unquote grades to offset that credit GPA, your score. So the more A's you can get, when my score fell significantly in my twenties, I actually did that with two cards where I paid it off every month in full. And that really helped to expedite bringing my, my score up. Um, so good, good luck to you, Regina. Good luck, Regina. Thank you for your question. And we're actually
0: going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have another question that is just to your point, Tiffany, talking about that delicate timeline when you want to do something that you know is a little credit naughty that could impact your chances of getting a good rate on a future purchase. Not naughty credit. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a quick break and be right back with more of y'all's questions. to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is gonna give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you gotta do is visit betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security securities. Betterment is not a bank. All right, BAQA, we are back with another one of your questions. Hit us up at Podcast.com If you'd like to submit a question, you can ask us anything there. You can also slide into our DMs on IG. We are at brandambitionpodcast on Instagram, or you can email us brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. All right, this one comes from Yuriana. Yuriana says, I was just or I just recently got approved for an FHA loan. The problem is that for the market I got the loan in, the loan, which is $420,000, is not enough for my big family. As an immigrant, I'm the only one that qualifies at this point to make this dream come true for my parents. I make mid income at 160K, but I'm not approved for a higher loan than what FICO is offering because my credit score is pretty low it's 650. I also got in a car accident back in November. So I need to get a new car and was waiting on purchasing a home until after the home. However, now I'm thinking I should buy the car and wait for the credit score to qualify me for a bigger loan. However, would it be better to get the car and use the down payment for that or hold on? Interest rates are going up and gas prices are ridiculous. Thank you so much. For some context, I work from home, so I don't need a car, but maybe if I bought a car, it could help my credit score. Yuriana,
1: ooh, this is juicy and- Juicy. Where do we even start? My goodness. Well, one thing that I think that she made a misstep on is that your credit score is not the thing that's affecting how much you can borrow. Your credit score is really gonna affect the rate- at what you can borrow. So I wanted to just for her, for some clarity that even if you got your credit score to 850, it doesn't mean they're going to let you borrow more necessarily because you're borrowing. The amount is really based upon another score called your debt to income ratio, meaning how much do you make versus how much do you spend on debt every month? They want to just kind of know, do you have enough money to pay for this house and so even if you have an 850 credit score but you make two dollars a month they're not gonna be like oh my god with this 850 girl we gonna you can buy a million dollar house it's like no you don't make enough so i just want to just make that clarity that like they're you're not they're not gonna let you necessarily borrow more because you have a better credit score but you will borrow at a better rate and you you know it might bump you up a little bit of like you know because the rate is better that you can afford to like um like your, your mortgage payment um, would be lower and maybe you could afford a little bit more house, but it won't make as a significant, as much of a difference as like just making more. Um, but I will say this, that what you can think about since you have a big family, this is what my husband and I at the time were thinking about is to get a multifamily house because what they will let you do is because... For example, same thing with Jarrell. We were looking for a home and um, I could not, because I had a foreclosure that was still active on my credit score. So they're like, girl, kick Tiffany off this um, mortgage application. So what he was able to afford wasn't as much as we wanted to in order to purchase a home. But they're like, if you get a multifamily house, they will take the rent that you'll get into consideration for more income. I think it was about 60%. So let's just say, um, let's just for easy numbers, that my husband was making $100,000 a year, and they were like, your rent was going to pay you for the house hundred um, $50,000. They would take 60% of that and add it to his income to say, when you live in this house, this rent is going to help increase his income. And so we can include that to allow you to afford more house. So consider a multifamily house, and that rent might be able to boost up what you can afford as far as the house was, concern, was concerned. So that's just something to think about.
0: Yeah, especially if she's like purchasing, it sounds like a house for her big family. Yeah. Like multi-generational. First of all, I mm-hmm. feel like my heart goes out to her because that's a lot of burden. Yeah, for your shoulders. And I feel like 160K sounds like so much, but we know in this economy, like she mentions, gas prices, interest rates going up on mortgages. It's really freaking hard. I question though, I'm like going back to her question, 420K. So I was just quickly doing some Googles to see. So that's like the minimum. Well, FHA loans again, like they're meant for, they're like first time home buyers, people with lower income and lower credit scores can qualify. And, you know, they're a great entryway into homeownership. But because they are federally backed, they have some limitations. And depending on where you live, the limit for how much you can borrow can be capped. So 420 is at the lower side of that limit. I wonder if she's not asking about what if she wants to borrow additional on top of that 420 because it's not enough to afford the like the size of a home that she's wanting mm-hmm. and if that's the case that may explain where her credit score comes in because okay. if you're getting like a jumbo fha like that's actually possible so that's like when you there's a cap on how much you can borrow with the with the product the fha loan and if you want more because the home is you do you want four family members to live with you need a bigger home it costs more than 420 which jesus like you can't even get homes in my neighborhood for 420 right now I it's know. nuts Ugh. And we can, anyway, we we'll talk about that later. But um, so you would need an additional loan on top of that 420, and depending on the lender, they may have um, credit score requirements to even approve you for that loan. So I wonder if that's what she's saying. Okay. Um, but regardless, like that, that would explain. You know, regardless, like getting a car, then for sure, um, it could hurt your chances of getting approved for that higher loan. Yeah. Um, it's like. Financial double dutch. I feel like every decision
1: is financial double Girl. dutch. Like when do I do this? Look at me. You see me doing the do double I dutch. Do like, well, no, I have to. I have to do it like yeah. really authentically. You gotta gotta hold your chest down. That's how you knew you was grown. <laughs> I used to want them to be so bad. I wanted to be one of the double dutch girls because I had no chest. and i was like, oh my gosh, that means you're at a you're at a is that you know they did it. Yeah, what it was, was like a, because even though we had I no chest it was back like
0: then, then a, a like a, a, a technique.
1: No, it was like so you're supposed to be like, "Oh my god, I'm entering puberty, and like I have to hold my chest down. It's too much." Meanwhile, we're yeah, all of eleven. That. Like, girl, I never. Had what are that you problem. doing? <laughs> but no, you're right. That 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 might be the um the case. But consider multifamily. But also, two, the problem is, like I said, that debt to income ratio. Purchasing a house is not just going. I mean, purchasing a car now is not just going to affect you know maybe your credit score. You know, because you're, I'm assuming you're gonna. You know, um, uh, finance, and they're going to have to like run your credit. That your credit score is going to take a dip, but also now you are going to affect your debt to income ratio because they're going to say you owe someone else. Like mortgage companies are jealous. They don't want you to have other booze You have to pay money jealous. to this, <laughs> right? And so now you're going to owe yeah. like, oh, you owe the car company too. Wow, no child. So I, especially since you don't need a car, you know, I would work really hard if. If you're listening, well, obviously you're listening. The, the question before this talked about, we talked about how to raise your credit score. I would lean into those techniques of raising my credit score and work on the, um, the home. Um, I would also consider like a really great program that I like. I know you've been a- approved for FHA, but consider this program called NACA. Um, we talked about it before. NACA is N-A-C-A. NACA.com stands for the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America and it sounds like you're a first time home buyer. They will get you even lower interest rates. Um, it's a long process, but you gotta raise your credit score anyway, sis. So you have time. Okay. Um, but with NACA, you'll get like, you know, I'll give you an example. Maybe if, if interest rates were currently, so my brother in law is buying the house that Jarell and I purchased together for um, a rental property, but I don't want to be a landlord. Jarrell wanted to be a landlord. And so we're selling it to his twin, which is awesome because he actually painted it for us. He's a master painter. So it's like, you know, this is great. He, the house gets to stay in the family. and He loves that house. But he was going for the FHA loan route, which he's got a good credit score. And then my sister was like, don't forget about NACA. Right now, interest rates are like five and a half, six 6%. NACA is offering three and a half percent, significantly lower it's going to lower his monthly payments significantly. And now it's a process because he won't be able to close until like another like two or three months. So it's like a six month process, but it's going to probably take you about six months to raise your credit score. I would use that time, sign up for NACA now. So maybe you can lock in a, an even lower interest rate. I mean, I, I don't know what FHA um, interest rates are right now, but NACAs are the lowest in the country. So just consider N-A-C-A dot com. Um, to Do not, does NACA you. offer their own type of loan or is it like an FHA loan? I believe it's a, they work with like, cause it's a, it's a, it's a federally backed program. So I think I'm like, mm. is it an FHA loan? I don't honestly, I'm not sure who, how they, or, or if they just negotiate on your behalf, like, you know, yeah. like, so I don't know who the loan is through if I'm being honest. No, it's um, okay. Yeah. But still
0: like worth looking into and your credit score is 650. So, you know, I feel like a hundred points is your goal. Yep. Right. 750, 760 is perfect
1: credit. credit, Yep. Mm -hmm. Perfect credit. Um, It's it's the beginning of perfect credit. You don't need to get the 800 plus.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's great if you do, but it's not
1: necessary. Yeah.
0: It's great to brag. My husband will just like turn his phone around sometimes be like, look at this. (laughs) You have a 12. (laughs) Congrats. What are you going to do with it? Um, but Yoriana, you have a lot on your shoulders. Um, take your time, okay? Yes. At the end of the day, you're doing this great thing for your family, but it's yeah. your finances on the line. And it sounds like you are taking on a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. And in this market, it is not easy. And I yeah. feel like you're definitely not alone. My heart goes out to you. I, mm. I wish someone who making 160 would not have this kind of issues buying a damn house in this country, mm. but here we are. But the best thing you can do is to take your time and wait until it makes the most financial sense for yourself. Um, and I'm... And sometimes it's frustrating because it's not like when you want it to be. And I I get that. So thinking of you, thank you so much for your question. Mm -hmm. Hope that's helped in some way. Um, And we will see y'all next week for more Yeah, The B-A-Q-A is out. The
1: B-A-Q-A,
0: we out. The B-A-Q-A, we out. Oh, they have questions. What can they ask them? Podcast dot com or <laughs> where else? Instagram Podcast on IG mm, BrianAmbitionPodcast at You can find Tiffany. What's your address again? um I'm just kidding. That was oh, a I was like, Look,
1: hey, <laughs> <with me. laughs> yeah, I'm the worst. You can't find me uh, at. Come and come and get me at. <laughs> Two, 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 you two,
0: two, two, two. Like, You give any more hints about where you live? Like, I know. Protect yourself. I, I know.
1: I know I, what neighborhood she's wearing a black hoodie. What I else? Know. <laughs> I was walking the other day, and like this car of like women pulled up. They were like, you know, sisters. They were like. <gasps> But it is that. well you live right here, girl? I said no, and no. I kept walking. <laughs> I walked around the block visiting a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they seem seem safe, but you
0: know, you're right. I do be giving too many hints. But <laughs> meanwhile, though, I had a I had some um, neighbor. I had some like local moms over for cocktails on Friday, and a couple mm-hmm. of them, I I could see that I could. I became a lot cooler to them when they found out that I knew you. No, They're like yeah, because I tell people what I do, and then they are like, "Wait a second. You do that thing with Tiffany? <laughs> I know Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany Alish. I'm like, it's a little <laughs> but yeah. Um <laughs> like, so that was fun. It was fun for me. Oh, Thank you for good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for thanks for you for I could know you. So I can <laughs> tell <Whatever>, out girl. <laughs> to make the older mothers trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Until too. next week, y'all be well.